Hey there, Vikings Nation. Get ready to dive deep into the Skull State of Mind. Join our host, D. Woods, as he shares his unfiltered takes on all things Vikings. From expert game analysis to player controversies and everything in between. If you love the Vikings for better or worse, then you've come to the right place. So grab a drink and let's talk all things purple and gold. This is the Skull State of Mind podcast. Welcome to the Skull State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, D. Woods. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the 53-man roster. We're going to talk about the direction of the team. We're going to dibble and dab a little bit about, you know, trending topics that's going on around the league. And also, I'm going to give you my prediction of the season. How many wins, how many losses, you know, heartbreak, whatever. We're going to go through the schedule, and I am going to give you my schedule prediction. I wanted to wait until the roster you know was complete you know at the end of training camp because i didn't really want to give you guys a way too early schedule prediction i wanted to wait to this right time right here to where i can you know the roster set we kind of understand like what the philosophy is going on so there we go i'm gonna do that at the end of the episode so stay tuned for the schedule prediction so let's dive into it Around the league, okay, I think one of the biggest things going on, not biggest things, one of the biggest headlines going on right now is probably Jonathan Taylor with the Colts and Nick Bosa with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor first. This is how I feel about the Jonathan Taylor situation. I told you guys before. I believe that running backs should get paid the equal value. I don't understand why teams are, are not playing running backs like they used to. I mean, they get they get beat up more than a lot of different positions on the on the field. And I just think like, hey, if the man is asking for so much, you know, kind of meet him halfway. But this is this is what the kind of this is the thing that kind of like bothers me a little bit when it's concerning like the Johnson Taylor situation. So it coats. If you don't want to pay him top money for a running back, okay, and that's fine. But why, when you're trying to trade for him, you want the highest value available? Like, you can't live in two worlds. I just think you got to think about it like this. Like, if you feel like he's not worth the top-notch contract, then maybe when you're negotiating for trading him, you shouldn't be trying to get top-notch trade assets for him because you're not even offering him the money that he feels like he deserves. I just don't get it. And that's just one thing that I have about, like, concerning any type of trade. I just feel like at the end of the day, if you want to trade somebody away from your team, like, you want to get rid of that headache or you see another asset somewhere else. So you're like, all right, cool. That's what I want. And I think we get too we get too overwhelmed with who won the trade and this person got holes and this GM doesn't know what we're doing. Me personally, it's like this. If I have something on my team, let's just say a guy like Jalen Rager or whatever, right? No, let's not lose, let's not lose Rager. Let's say I got a guy like um, uh, Oli Udo, whatever, right? Swing tackle, whatever, right? So I understand that my, linebacker position needs help 
Like, I can't find anybody in free agency. I got a trade. So, however I get my trade done, if I get back what I feel is what I want back, then I'm okay with it. And that's just how I think some of these um, GMs actually think when they're trying to make these moves and they're, they're trying to make the transaction. They're okay with what they get back, but you get the media, you get the pundits on ESPN, you get all these other guys that saying, oh, I, they, they could have got this. They could, well, I didn't want that. That's what I wanted. I mean, you see it all the time in like fantasy football where you see guys trade and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you traded that. Well, that's what I wanted. Like, that's just how I feel like sometimes it has to go. Like, I think people get so caught up, caught up in, oh, I got to win this trade or whatever. But let's just get back on topic with the Jonathan Taylor situation. Like, if he's a headache and you don't want him on your team, then trade him. Stop trying to get a haul and trade him because you're already saying that you don't want to pay him. Let the next team pay him and maybe get like a, a second or third and call it a day. Move on. That is how I feel about it. Why keep, you know, doing this song and dance or whatever? I think the shit is getting old to me. Like, it's just, if you don't want him on a team, he doesn't want to be there, trade him. Okay, stop trying to have these outrageous demands that you want to No, just trade him, get the best value you can get and move on. But let's get off of Jonathan Taylor for the situation. It just I'm just sorry because it's just like it just really bothers me, man, with that with teams like you're not even offering him top money, but you want top draft picks back like you cannot live in two worlds. All right. So let's get let's get on to a Nick Bosa. All right. Nick Bosa. Hold out, hasn't been in camp all season. It's whatever it is. I mean, I think what you're starting to see now in, you know, recent times or whatever, like, like guys are like, you're seeing the COVID guys hold out, basically. Like these guys are drafted, you know, back then or whatever. And now their contract is up. But, I mean, what can San Francisco actually get for both? I mean, they only got a fourth round pick for Trey Lance last week. So I don't know, but I I, I heard some things of saying that he's actually going to show up and, and play, you know, in this, you know, in, in the, in week one, which to me is dangerous. Like I understand you working out what you working out and you got your own physical trains or whatever, but you, you're never can really simulate what's going on on the football field. And for you to, not being in any camp or any participation throughout the whole offseason, I mean, it's kind of a liability for you to go out there and, and actually try to play a full game. I hope the Niners kind of work things out. I think Bosa is probably one of, if not the best, or one of the best pass rushers in the league. So let's see what happens. But I'm not really sure of what they can get for Bosa on the open market. I kind of heard that. He's um, trying to get Aaron Donald money. I mean, that's the thing right there. Aaron Donald money. I mean, Aaron Donald is special. Like, even though I would say he's he might be at the end of his career, you know, now, but when Aaron Donald was in his heyday, like, <sighs> interior defensive lineman, lineman wrecking havoc. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, I feel like 
what the Rams gave Donald Donald was everything that they, they, he deserved. But you know, that's the thing about contracts. It's like, well, he's a defensive player. I'm a defensive player. I'm going to compare my new contract to what he got. And that's what I want to be in the range. Hopefully, like I said, the 49ers can work some things out and they can bring Bosa on a, a deal that's good for both parties. But we're going to see. I mean, we still got Chris Jones holding out too. I mean, we got to see. The thing about the, I think about the Kansas City Chiefs is like we already know Pat Mahomes is the one that makes that team go. So, sorry, Chris Jones. You're going to have to work something out, man. So let's get to the Vikings. The 53-man initial roster was released released on Tuesday. I mean, we had a couple of surprises here or there, but me personally, I don't really get too high or too low on what happens in the preseason training camp because, like, I believe that certain players are brought in, you know, to – you know, just cat bodies. You know, that's that's what some players are. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, my God, this guy's flashing. And, oh, my God, he might make the team. But, like, management and the coaching staff already, like, going into the situation, already, like, kind of, like, know what they're going to do before these guys even, you know, sign, sign to the training camp or whatever. You know, that's what they do, you know, behind the scenes. And that's the kind of – strategy that they don't actually share with everybody else but so i don't get too high on low i mean i'm happy for you know for guys like ivan pace you know um Najee, like all those guys that you know went undrafted to kind of make the team like that's dope that's what's up that's what's up but the real games has not been played yet so we're gonna see what happens but let's just dissect a little bit of the roster like I don't want to like go into each position because I understand like there's been a lot of videos and a lot of posts like dissecting like each position. I just want to kind of like go over it real quick, you know, what my thoughts were. So um, the six, six safeties doesn't really bother me a lot because I understand like the safeties, the, the, the cornerbacks, the linebackers, Like, some of all these guys within this defense, I feel – I'm saying I feel because we don't know yet. The real games haven't been been played yet. I feel that they're going to be interchangeable. They Like, those three positions are going to be a group to where it depends on the package and, you know, who you're playing against. Like, if the Vikings are going to be in big nickel or three safeties, whatever you call it, then – you're going to need, excuse me, you're going to need three backups for those three starters. So it is what it is, but some of those backups can actually play corner. You know, some of those safeties can actually play linebacker. So, you know, we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. But let's talk about some of the signings that the Vikings did off of waivers. Um, Hakeem Adedajai, offensive lineman, um david quinsbury another offensive lineman i like those two moves um i just feel like you can't have enough good linemen on your team because you never know what's going to happen you know and it's always good to like try to develop guys in the background too so 
let's see what these guys can do. Let's see if these guys are hungry and what they can bring to the team. Because, I mean, it seems like the Vikings snatched them up pretty quick. So let's move on to Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager got cut the day after the final roster was made. Um, I can't. I can't say that I'm disappointed and I can't like, I'm not even saying that I'm surprised because I just feel like what Keenan McCardell has been doing with the receiver group, you know, developing guys or, you know, shit like that. Like I think he's done a tremendous job, but I just kind of think like with Rager, you kind of got like stuck in between because it's like, yeah, he can pay Gunner on special teams he can be the be the punt returner. That's fine, but like to put him on the fifty three man roster again, like what are you going to give this team on the offensive side of the ball? I'm not saying like one or two plays every four games. I'm like, are you going to give the offense something, you know, consistent? Like, can you go out there and do that consistently? And I think that's what it came down to. To where you know you have other guys probably cheaper that can do the same thing and probably could give you something on the offensive line, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, more consistent, consistent, consistently, sorry, excuse me. That's not my words today. But um, that's what I think it came down to. I, I wish Jalen Rager the best. Um, that's the thing with Jalen Rager. Like, like when the drafts, you know, started, like I was higher on him than I was on Jefferson. And I admit that, like I was wrong. Some people out there don't want to admit that, but they just, oh, J.J., I had J.J. all day. A lot of us didn't because a lot of us really thought J.J. was just, just a slot receiver. So, Jalen, Rager, wish you the best. You know, hopefully you sign on to another team. But I think in a couple of videos before, and you guys probably saw me on social media or, you know, lives on different channels or whatever, I've been stressing my concerns about the Vikings actually, you know, like getting – a veteran running back in the building and they did they signed miles gaskin from the miami dolphins he's being reunited with Brian Fuller's, which is which is pretty cool i like that i mean i know gaskin is not like top notch running back or whatever but he can give you a veteran presence in the locker room and in the running back room because we still don't know or understand what's really going on with Kane Wangu. Like, is he going to be injured for the first four games or is he done for the season? I actually saw on ESPN, it had the IR on him. Like, I don't know if they know something, you know, before we do or is news hasn't break yet or I haven't even saw it. But if you think about it like that, like the running backs that made the roster was only, you know, Madison. Kane Chandler Ham, and it's kind of like, yeah, CJ Ham's are a fullback, so you know Wangu's not playing because he has injury concerns. So you really was going to the first game of the season with two running backs. So I I like the pickup a lot. I still feel that that Gaskin has some burst left, and he can kind of be a little change of back, and he can kind of help, you know. Chai Chandler along. I, I, I like the pickup. I understand it. It's not a big name. It's not the Kareem Hunt or these other guys that was out there, but I understand that move. So let's move on. So let's talk about the direction of the team. So 
going going forward, like with the season starting, you know, a couple of couple of days, a week or two, or whatever, however you want to say it. But um, I want to see what this coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball is going to change to make this offense better and more consistent. I mean, they won 13 games last year. I understand that they are not going to win the close games that they won this year. Because if you think about it, the last year of Zimmer, they lost those close games. So I want to see this team actually come into the season being more prepared and so a difference in offense. And when I'm saying a difference in offense is I mean Kevin O'Connell. I want Kevin O'Connell's play calling to be a whole lot better this season. He can improve from last season because the thing about it with last season that kind of like irked me and agitated me a lot, it was like that first drive, they will go down the field, score a touchdown, you know, have a little another drive here and there or whatever, field goal. But it seems like during the second quarters and the third quarters, the offense disappeared. Like they went ghost. And then they show back up in the fourth quarter. And I just feel like you can't build on that too much because you're always trying to play catch up. Like I just feel like Kevin O'Connell's play calling this season, I want him to be 100% aggressive all the time like pedal to the metal, like be on other teams' throats. That's what I want to see. And I want to see, like, I want to see different wrinkles in the offense that we haven't seen. Like, we got Oliver now. I want to see, you know, what he can do. I mean, I want to see – let me back myself up because I was going to say I, I want I want to see what TJ Hawkinson could actually do with a offseason in training camp because the guy didn't do shit in training camp, so we can't even say that. So it is what it is with him, but – I just want to see more wrinkles. Um, I'm excited about Addison. So that's that's the offense of side of the ball. I really want Kevin O'Connell to be better with his play calling and be more consistent on his aggressiveness concerning the offense. And also, I want him to run the ball better in certain situations. If it's third and two, don't have Kirk dropping back for a long-ass pass. Just get the two yards, start a new series. Like, those are the kind of stuff, like, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see any jump passes from the running back in the end zone. I mean, the red zone. I don't want to see that. Stop being too cute. Let's play football now. Now, the defensive side of the ball, <sighs> I'm not sure how I can say it's, like, the defense was so bad last year. Like, the only place they can go is up. You know, I understand Brian Flores is coming in with a, a different philosophy and his aggression and stuff like that. Um, I think we're going to kind of see what this defense is going to be in the first couple of games. Excuse me. In these first couple of games. And um, hopefully they can get a lot of pressure. I mean, when when teams get pressure, it makes it easy on the defensive backs. And if you have a, a defensive back, you know, situation to where guys are young and they're developing the best thing they need is a pass rush. So we're going to see, like, I'm, I'm kind of reserved about it because I'm, I'm not going to say like, you know, this defense is going to be top 10, but I do believe they can be like mid twenties, lower twenties. So, cause I believe in Brian Flores. All right. All right.
So let's get into the Minnesota Vikings schedule prediction. Now, I understand I could have did a schedule prediction long time ago, but I kind of I really wanted to wait until the 53 man roster was done and training camp, you know, was over. I just really wanted to see like what changes this team was going to bring and players coming in, players going out. Like I wanted to like see like so I can kind of get gauge of okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is the kind of defense that we're gonna run. This is the offense. Like I kind of felt it would be way too early to give a schedule prediction, you know, just when the schedule comes out. So let's go through it. Nope, I'm gonna give you a number first. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. I think the Minnesota Vikings in the 2023-2024 season will go 12 and 5. That's right. 12 and 5. Um last year 13 and 4. This year they had to dial it back with 12 and 5. So I'm gonna do a rapid fire of the schedule real quick. I'm just gonna say you win, loss, whatever, right? Versus Tampa Bay win at the Eagles loss versus the Chargers win at Carolina win versus the Chiefs loss at the Bears win versus the 49ers win. At the Packers, win. At the Falcons, win. Versus the Saints, win. At the Broncos, win. Versus Chicago, loss. At the Raiders, win. At the Bengals, loss. Versus Detroit, loss. Versus Green Bay, win. Closing the season out with Detroit, at Detroit, win. Now, I feel like some of those divisional games, we might lose, you know, at home. We might lose away. And that's only between the Bears and the Lions. I should say they're going to they're going straight out sweep the Packers this year, straight up. Even though I have this 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 idea about Jordan Love, I I think Jordan Love, you know, might have developed into a, a a quality quarterback. We don't know yet. I just don't want to dismiss the boy because it's kind of like we ain't had no tape on him in the past three years. That was the last time we had any consistent tape on Jordan Love was like three years ago. So I can't say he's a bust or he's he sucks because he just been backing up Aaron Rodgers, whatever. But so I kind of feel like between the Bears and the Lions, we're probably going to split, which is fine. But the major losses on the schedule, to me, looks like Philadelphia, Kansas City, one of Chicago, one of Detroit, and Cincinnati. Other than that, man, I'm telling you, man, I really think it's it's a 12-5 and five season. So, you know, that's how I'm going to end the episode. 
you know, I really appreciate you guys for, you know, watching the videos, commenting on the videos. Uh, shout out to everybody out there who, you know, came into my first live. I really appreciate it. I was kind of, I was <laughs> really nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm just, I'm learning as I go. But I really appreciate you guys, you know, coming on live and helping me out. Um, it's it's been dope. But follow us on all social media. We got we got a Twitter X page, whatever you want to call it. You know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the TikTok is coming along pretty slow, but it's a work in progress. But you know, thank you, Skull baby. Thanks for tuning into the Skull State of Mind podcast. Take a beat to give us a five star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time and don't forget to follow Skull State of Mind on all social media platforms to keep up with all the news and updates. Thanks again for listening. And as always, Skull Vikings.